Today, I am talking about a topic that I've seen come up in multiple industry Facebook groups for studio owners around, you know, charging for costume hire, charging for a Stedford fees, charging for administration. All of these, all of these concerns around should we charge? How much should we charge? When should we charge? And and all that jazz. And really today, what I want to talk about is charging your worth, but also being mindful of who your client is and understanding your client as well. So there is a, there is a balancing act between, you know, what we can get away with for charging, you know, based on the services and products rendered versus what are clients willing to pay? But there is a value perception that's somewhere in between there. And I want to talk about that. So we're going to be talking today about charging your worth. Also, make sure you listen in for later in the show, because I do have a very special uh, goodie for you guys. And if you want to know more about it, check it out in the show notes, but I'll talk about it later in the show because I have been running this podcast for a year now, and I want to celebrate that with you. So uh, yeah, I've got some coaching, uh, half price coaching services available, and we're going to check that out later. But for now, let's dig into this charging your worth topic. Here we go. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba, and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative, or running a creative business can be a tough gig but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line, to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Hello, it's Josephine here, your performing arts business strategist and coach. And today I'm going to be talking about the age old question of charging for your services within your studio. So we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about costuming, about Stedford's and just about general services, administration fees and all that jazz. I'll share with you what I do. Hopefully that inspires you to charge your worth (laughs) and make sure that you're not working for free because look at the end of the day especially when we're starting out or even sometimes what I find in creative industries and you know performing artists because we're so passionate about what we do sometimes we feel like we can't connect the two parts of money and creativity and passion there's a disconnect in between because you know, there's almost a guilt around charging for what we love to do. For bringing a service to our community, there's guilt around that. And I want to shift that conversation. I really do because you deserve to be paid for what you do. And so 
the reason, and I mentioned this in my intro just briefly, the reason I am talking about this today is because I saw in a Facebook, an industry Facebook group um, just last week, someone talking about parents complaining about their students at their studio having to pay for administration fees and for choreography fees associated to Estedford's. I've also seen recently, especially now that we're coming up to that concert season in Australia anyway, uh, I've seen a lot of discussion around charging for costumes and again, people going, how much, how much, how much? Well, look, my look, my answer to that is it really does depend and we're going to talk about that. So let's just first start with administration fee. Now, I actually do charge an annual reservation fee and we charge, depending on the program that the, the student is in, anywhere from $39 to $79. Now, I am reassessing that and maybe increasing that. Well, actually, I will be increasing the bottom end of that. So our littlies only pay $39, but we're going to be looking to increase that, actually, because we send, with our reservation fee, uh, they receive what we call our club T-shirt, and that actually gets posted to them in a welcome pack. So, you know, nicely presented in a welcome pack sent to their home on their doorstep with their child's name on it. It's a beautiful surprise. Um, And I feel that we really don't make back much after post. Well, I know that we don't make much after the T-shirt cost packaging and posting. There's not really much of a markup there on the bottom end. There is on the $79 end, but not on the bottom end. So I've decided that next year I'm actually upping that uh, $39 regardless of what program they're in. I'm undecided if I'm going to just make it a flat 79 for all programs. Um, I am leaning towards that, but I'm definitely increasing that cost. Now, I don't call it an administration fee. You might have noticed I actually said reservation fee. Um, For me, I I don't call it admin because it's more about just reserving your spot and again, you get that welcome pack with, with every sign up. So that's how we roll. Administration is just a daily part of what we do. I understand if you call it an administration fee, I get that. Uh, but I simply don't because we do it annually as well. So it's not like you sign up once and then forevermore, you don't have any, any charges again for that particular service. Uh, we do. So every single year, same time of the year, they pay the same fee. And it actually doesn't matter when someone joins us. So that reservation fee is charged every January for rolling over students, even if they joined us in November. Now, we may discount it slightly if they join us in December. Uh, It's unlikely we get December enrolments, to be honest, but if we do, then I would review that. But it doesn't matter. If they join us in November and then they keep rolling to January, I charge it again. That's the way it is because they receive, they also receive physical goods and the service doesn't change. They still have to receive the same email correspondence, the same setup information. Administration team has to still review their sizing sheet that we send out at the beginning of the year, they have to cross-check their address and their contact details still matches from the year prior. Like all of that stuff still happens, whether it was two months ago 
or two months later because we do an annual check. So that's that. That's what we charge. Um, yeah, I started doing reservation fees a couple of years ago when I moved to a monthly membership model. So we don't charge by term, we charge by month. Uh, and that really works for us. So we provide the fee, their costume and everything that they do across equal amounts per month. And that's a flat fee and there's no extras. Uh, the only thing they have to pay for aside from their reservation fee and their monthly rolling tuition all year round that's prorated is when it comes to showtime, their parents or family or friends, whoever's coming to see the show has to buy a ticket to the show. And if they want any merchandise that includes, you know, video photography, you know, show shirts, whatever, that additional merchandise is a charge. Okay. So anything related to the show experience is a charge. Costumes are included and bundled in our monthly fee. So as you can see, I'm, I'm in Sydney. So I'm in Sydney, Australia, and no one blinks an eye at that $79, by the way, that $79 reservation fee. So if you're charging nothing, then maybe it's time to consider that. Okay. Could be time to start considering it and just making sure that any costs related to that sign up process whether it be service-based, time-based or product-based is being considered and you're not just covering costs, you have a markup, okay? You have a markup as well. All right, now let's move to costumes. I see this conversation happening over and over and over again in online communities around the topic of charging for costumes. Now, some studios will do a buyout for the costumes and a lot of people will because they don't want to hold stock and hire. And I understand that. And that can be quite costly. You don't have to just charge for the price of the costume though. So if your costume costs you $50, postage costs you $10 or whatever, um, you know, with taxes or whatever, let's say the total cost is 70 to you. You don't have to just charge $70 you can charge more than that. You can charge a markup. So I just have a standard rule around markups. Um, Typically I charge around, you know, a 20% markup on general things, Um, but it can be more. So, you know, I always say I need to make a minimum of a 20% markup on what I'm selling that's my, that's, and you know, we pluck numbers from the sky a little bit, as long as you've done a cost analysis on what you're spending to get the product. And then you have to decide what are you comfortable with in the way of profit? Like, what do you want to make? Because your time, remember your time is important. So let's say a 20% markup on a $70 costume is an extra $14 a person, right? So let's say we round it up to $15, $85. So I make for example, $15 on that costume. And these, again, are just numbers I'm creating. This is just, you have to do the maths on your end, obviously, but that's a minimum I want to make in my mind, because I want to make 20%. You might say 30%, you might say 40% profit markup. It's, you know, what's your margin? It's up to you. Um, What I will say is though, I don't sell costumes. I don't source costumes. And again, remember your time for sourcing a costume is valuable time. If anyone questions the markup and says, oh, but I saw those online, they're only $60. Why are you charging us 85? Because I've actually spent hours sourcing them, ordering them, 
negotiating with suppliers, receiving the goods, itemizing them, sorting them and sending them to you. Not to mention the communication around us providing you with these costumes. My time, my team's time, we have value. We have value and we deserve to be paid for our time. So yes, you might've seen the costume for $60 online, but we sell them for 85. Okay. We sell them for 85 because what we do in our business costumes is a part of what we sell, is a part of what we do and is a part of our service and our, our quality service to you, you know? And so you know, you don't have to give them the big detail like that. What I'm saying is make sure you believe it internally because when you believe it, it's easier to to send that message to others. Just like um, when we move to monthly model and occasionally, for this is for tuition, by the way, occasionally we get one person here or there, very random, one person here or there say, oh, why are we paying this whole month when we took, when we've got two weeks holiday? Why are we paying in January? The reason you're paying is because we wrote pro rata our fees evenly across the year. So remember when you did that boot camp last holidays and it was a whole day for seven hours and we didn't charge you any extra for that? Remember that moment? (laughs) Remember that moment, Karen? (laughs) probably a forgot day. Or do you remember that time you were in theater for two days and you did a full day of technical rehearsals, but there was no extra charge. Do you remember that three costume changes you did in the show? Yeah. That's why that happened. That's why that happened, Karen, <laughs> you know? So, but we have a, a beautiful spiel about that. And I make sure that our team is on board so that they're really comfortable about that conversation. We also have a 30 day exit policy. So when people let us know they're moving on, um, they get prorated on their direct debit 30 days from the date they notified us in writing. Okay. So we have those processes in place and it's all communicated in our T's and C's, um, which we make sure everyone receives and that's how we roll. So you can have T's and C's around your costume hire. You can have, or costume purchasing process. You can have T's and C's around your, um, around anything, your Steadfords, whatever you do, your, your reservation fee, your admin fees, whatever. It can all be in your T's and C's. That's what we do. So what I would say to you is, um, yeah. And like I said, sorry, I just want to backtrack here. I do hiring, not purchase of costumes. So we have a costume director who manages all of that. And she charges us a higher fee of $35 per child per production. So we do two productions per year. So that's what we pay. Um, and she organizes it all. She, she does it like the costume oh, and we have to pay her for the days when she comes in to do costume fittings, which is fair enough, her hourly rate for when she comes to do costume fittings. And then, um, and that's it. And if she's present on show day, we, she has a day rate at the show day, our costume director as well. But the actual hire is we just pay $35 a kid. Um, and that's been negotiated because of the volume we give. So we're talking hundreds of kids, hundreds of costumes, um, and frequency of events. So mid year and end of year. So for her, it's, it's worth it and she can reuse her items. So we actually don't hold stock. Our costume director does. Um, it's a beautiful arrangement. 
Um, we have some costuming, especially for our minis and whatnot, because she doesn't specialise in that. So a lot of our costumes on our end might be provided for our little ones. But essentially, um, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is done. Now, I do have the luxury of having a garage in my home where I can hold stock. So I have props, sets, <clears throat> um, you know, some costumes, accessories like wigs and, and headpieces and things like that. So I can hold some stock um, at my home, which I'm fortunate enough to do. I know a lot of people can't do that, okay? And some people don't have room in their studio. Some people don't have a regular studio space. Some people don't have space in their home. They might live in a unit. I get it. So this is where you have to factor in cost as well. So if you do hire costumes and you hire um, like storage unit, for example, that has to be factored in. Work it out. How many students do you have? How much does it cost you annually for the storage or for the studio room in your studio that can't be hired out for other purposes like private private lessons or, or group classes or whatever? That's space. Think about that portion of the space and how much you actually pay for that room per year. And and then, and then, you know, divvy that out across how many students you have. And that's the per storage rate per student. If you've got a hundred students and you, you know, you pay a hundred dollars a year in storage, then it's $1 per student just for storage. Add that to the cost, you know? So just think about it. Okay. And again, do a markup. Don't just do cost price. Okay. So we have that. Then uh, let's move to, oh, that's right. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Steadfords. But actually, before I do, let's hit to a short break. I am so excited to share with you this very special offer to celebrate my one-year podcasting anniversary for business arts and all that jazz. For a limited time only, I am offering anyone who books my one-on-one coaching service for a one session between November and October 2022. So this month and next, if you book now, you will get my coaching session for half price. So this is a laser one hour coaching call with me to help you get unstuck or to help you move forward in your business. It may even be a great time to start your 90 day plan so that you can kick off into the new year with a bang. Now, if now is a busy time because of concert season or anything going on coming up to the end of the year, then if you buy now, it's got a six month valid period. So buy now and claim it within six months, still only for that half price offer. So you do have to buy October or November 2022 to claim the half price offer, but it's valid until sometime next year. I'd have to do the maths, but I'm not going to do that now. You get the drift. Uh, Let's work together to strategize how you can accelerate your performing arts business and get ready for ease and growth. Let's do this together. Link is in the show notes. Book now. Welcome back to the show. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Stedford charges, choreography charges, and all that jazz. So this is a big one because look, costs can really get up there when it comes to special events. Uh, We currently are involved in the Junior Theatre Festival in Newcastle this year. We've never done it before, 
to get there, there's an adjudication. So it's not just a festival, like there's classes and fun things to do for the kids and all that jazz um, at the festival, but then they also have an adjudication section where our studio is required to prepare a 10 minute piece, musical theater piece to present for adjudication. So as you can imagine, there's rehearsals involved with that. So we, we actually did do a slight markup on ticketing. So if there was a cost for entry, because we had to manage it on our end, receive the invoice and pay on the behalf of the participants. So because of that, we did a slight markup because there was a lot of administration. I think we did um, from memory a 15% markup or a 10% markup on tickets. And then we charged for our workshop and choreography sessions separately. So I think all in all, people ended up paying over five, $600 to be a part of it. Um, and that, and we charged like a $250 workshop fee. And there was a, there's been a few workshops. It was just a general flat fee that, you know, we're going to give you training and choreography and rehearsal time for $250. Plus then you're going to pay your ticket to get in because we're not going to pay for that. And there's a slight administration markup for our time in facilitating that for you as well. Um, that sort of thing. So we made sure that we were completely covered and had a markup. And we've probably got about 20 kids involved in that process, uh, which has been really wonderful. Now, here's the thing, that was an optional event. So people that couldn't afford it, didn't do it. People that didn't, weren't interested, didn't do it, right? People that didn't want to spend money on accommodation to go to Newcastle, because we're not near Newcastle, didn't do it. Uh, things like that. Whereas within Estedford, I understand that people are registered into these Estedford competitive programs. So then things pop up, Estedford fees, costumes, all that jazz. I have seen a lot of people talking online about how they package it or they spread it out monthly. So instead of, and again, we do monthly and we love monthly. We love monthly and direct debit, by the way. Um, so that's a couple of ways you can go about it. So let's say you know your clients and you may not be in an affluent studio space and you know, and don't assume by the way, but let's say you're pretty confident that your clients aren't going to be able to just pay $800 off the bat. Okay. Or whatever it costs, a thousand dollars, you know, for the competitions you've got running in the year. And so if you hit, if your competitions are all at one time, you might hit them with a massive bill. Whereas I have heard of some people like spreading it out across the months and just pro riding it completely. And I love that. I love that idea. So it might only be, you know, $20 a month, $50 a month, you know, and even if it's a hundred dollars a month, you're creating a payment plan for them to make it possible. So it's accessible to everybody who wants to take part. And I think that's a really clever idea for people or groups that have large, um, large competition fees and costs associated to events that cannot, um, that where their clients just simply cannot pay that in huge lump sums. I think having a process where people sign up to your competition group or elite program and having that straight off the bat into a monthly model is a beautiful concept. So that's something to consider stretching the payments over. And remember your markup, don't just cover the cost of the ticket 
um, or entry fee and the cost of the costume, make sure you're being paid for your time or the cost of the, the choreographer only. Have a markup. And that may rule some people out. Here's the thing. That may rule some people out, but that just means that their child really just can't afford to be a part of it. Now, that might sound really mean to some people, and some people are going to cringe when I say that. Here's the thing. You are a business. You deserve to be paid for what you do. You may have a discretionary scholarship student. I do. I have two scholarship students um, within our programs and they are my decision and I've chosen them for a couple, they're very different reasons actually why I've chosen them. Um, one has, was approached, I was approached by a charity organization that was looking to support a young person. And I said, absolutely. And the other one is someone that had been with me for years and their parents simply can't afford it. So I've, they're very talented very talented and a great asset to our productions. So I've made a decision to provide that service, that scholarship program for them, my decision. But if someone's just a part of what we do and they just say, look, honestly, I just really can't do that. I'll be like, okay, look, I understand that there's a lot of cost associated to this particular event. And if it's not for you, that's okay. We have other options to participate now, service and business. And it may not be that they can be in every solo or every duo or every show or every event. It may be that they're a recreational student and they enjoy it and they love it. And that's what they can afford to do. And that's not your burden. That's not, you don't have to carry that or feel guilty because I bet your bottom dollar they're paying for swimming lessons. They're paying for soccer. They're going to birthday parties and they've got the brand new iPad that just came out. So don't feel bad. People have to prioritize their own spending and it may not be that you're the priority and that is absolutely okay, but it also means that they don't need to be your priority. They may be extremely talented. You might make a decision based on that for a scholarship or cost price service, but I will say If everybody's talented and you're feeling the same about five different people, then you need to let go and allow people to to move on. Now, if you stand your ground, you may find that they just come to the table because they want to be a part of it. So I know it's really, really hard to turn away families to turn away young people who really want to be a part of what you do because they say they don't want to pay you for the service. But you must make a decision that is right for you and put yourself first as the business owner and the person running your own life and family. Put your family first, okay? Charge your worth. That's all I have to say, charge your worth. And you will walk away feeling really confident in that decision. Remember, you're running a business, not a charity, and it's okay to to split the two categories of passion and creativity with money. They they it's okay for them to to come together. And don't feel guilty about charging your worth because you deserve it. And we get so caught up in our passion. I know. I know. I did it for years, but I don't do it anymore because I have to prioritize my family, my own energy, 
and my business because the more profitable we are, the more people I can serve, the bigger impact I can make. And then if I choose to give away one or two scholarships, I can afford to do that and I'm not resentful, but I can't give them to everyone and others need to prioritise our service if they truly want it. We can't always prioritise them. They have to choose us as well. So that's it for today, everyone. I hope that was helpful. Remember to charge your worth. I gave you a little bit of insight around what I do in my business. Um, And honestly, the cash flow improvement since I moved to really valuing my time, energy and marking everything up, moving to that monthly model, having those reservation fees um, and just pro ridering those services so people don't freak out during the year of, whoa, there's a $500 costume bill. Whoa, there's this. Whoa, there's that. There's none of that anymore. It really works for me, but that may not work for you and that's okay. You need to decide what does work for you and make sure that you're really sitting down and working out all of the costs involved. Include your space, even if you have a regular commercial lease or own your property, still include the space because it could have been used for something else. Include your time and include the products and services associated to each item that you're selling, each program or, or whatever it is that you're selling, and make sure that you're, you're doing a markup and not selling it at cost prices would be my advice because uh, you want to walk away with a profit. And honestly, it's all fun and games for a while doing that, but what ends up happening long-term is that you burn out and you feel resentful and you'll start to hate your business and you just won't want to show up. But if you're receiving a reward and, and money is just a, a symbol, isn't it? Of the energy that you've input and the money is what you get back, right? It's a symbol, but it's an important one. And you want to respect your own time, energy and expertise. Okay. So if anyone questions you, you just send them to me. Okay. Tell them to DM me. (laughs) You can find me on Instagram, everyone, by the way, um, and Facebook, but yeah, find me at Josephine Lane Cuba. So make sure you check it out. And don't forget, as I mentioned earlier in the piece, I am celebrating my one year anniversary with some coaching services for you at a great price that you're not going to get again (laughs) for a very long time, at least, um, maybe never, So yeah, if you want to jump in, I've got a few spots um, and I'm happy to share my time with you and help you work through this, right? Let's make the end of this year count. Bye everyone. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com. And you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.